0: So a lot of individual movers. And let's face it, the beige book, we have to we have to note it, it gets released a couple of weeks ahead of the Fed's meeting. Of course, that's on September 21st. I want to bring in Bruce Kasman now, Chief Economist and Managing Director for Global Research at J.P. Morgan Securities. So, Bruce, uh, you've scanned the headlines. I'm sure you have not yet read word for word what's in the beige book. It seems to me that it's a pretty, what do I want to say, kind of plain vanilla, some you know things are growing, inflation's uh, contained, and let's just uh, get some news that'll tell us one way or the other where this economy's heading.
1: Well, they don't call it beige for nothing. <laughs> the um, I think the assessment you made is, is, is broadly right. It's it's continued with a lot of descriptions of modest and moderate uh, throughout the uh, uh, the report, and I think what that's telling you is that the way that the the um survey is basically looking at the economy is that things are kind of, you know, going along at an okay pace. Uh there's a little bit of wage pressure, not much. Inflation is still low, uh but there's no signs it's getting worse. Uh and that, you know, things are kinda, of, you know, just continuing to kind of move along at a at a so so pace here. One
2: thing that I noted that I had not seen previously was the San Francisco Fed reporting that financial institutions in a few states with a legal marijuana industry reported increased operational costs related to regulatory constraints on activities linked with that industry. Have you ever heard anything from the Federal Reserve comment on the legal marijuana business?
1: No, I'm not sure I'd, I'd say that tells you anything about monetary policy. But one of the things you get in the Beige Book is always some interesting and some quirky uh, anecdotes, and that certainly uh, is under that uh, category.
0: Je- Jeff, excuse me, I'm thinking of Jeff Lacker, Bruce Kasman. Jeff Lacker, president of the Richmond Fed, was testifying on Fed structure in Washington, D.C. He and Esther George, who's president of the Kansas City Fed, both arguing to keep it as it is, 12 districts, 12 presidents, and the Board of Governors. But afterwards, reporters asked him about the economy. Jeff Lacker said there's still a strong case for a September rate hike. Uh, nothing in the Beige Book that seems to go one way or the other on this. What do you think?
1: Um I think there's a case for a rate hike in September. I don't think the Fed is going to decide to raise rates in, in September. I think they're more likely to use the meeting to basically set us up that if things continue, uh, that uh, as they expect that they're going to move at the end of the year. Um, as you can see, the economy is feeling less downside uh, risk a- as well as the global economy. And I think if the Fed feels the economy is on solid footing and feels uh, comfortable that inflation is moving up, uh, they do a signal here that they want Want to raise rates. But I don't think the, the news we've gotten has been strong enough or decisive enough uh, to get them to move in September. I think they'll wait, hope to see more information uh, confirming it and, and then move in December.
2: Joining us now is Bruce Kasman. He is Managing Director, Chief Economist uh, J.P. Morgan. Uh, Bruce, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you believe the U.S. economy will continue to perform given its lackluster performance so far this year.
1: Um, We're kind of looking for more of the same. We think the economy will get back to about a 2% pace of growth. Um, I think that's a pace which, unfortunately, is uh, you know pretty decent given where our supply-side conditions uh, uh, stand right now. Um, but it's not one I think that's going to excite anybody. I think it's going to calm some of the fears we've had as we went through the first half of this year, and people were worried that things were going to get a lot worse. But I think there's still enough drag here in terms of the business sector, profitability, the spending. Uh, I think there's still enough of a sluggish global environment out there that the economy is not really going to take off here in any in any meaningful way.
0: Bruce, uh, Jeff Lacker, president of the Richmond Fed, saying there's still a strong case for September interest rate increase. To what extent is it your sense that those who are arguing more vehemently, who are more saying no, let's raise interest rates now, certainly by the end of the year? To what extent is that argument, do you think, based more on worries about financial excesses developing, financial instability, if you keep rates so low for so long, versus an argument that there's really such a pickup in in the economy that you have to worry about inflation getting out of control?
1: Well, I think there's two pieces to the argument. One is what you're saying. I think there's a concern on some members' minds that the uh, low interest rate environment is starting to create some uh, uh, financial risks. And I think you can see some signs in commercial real estate. Uh, You can see some signs in corporate leverage that can can certainly get people a little bit concerned on that front. I think the other side of this is even though the economy is not growing at a particularly um, robust pace, uh, labor markets are continuing to tighten uh, wage uh, numbers are starting to move up. Core inflation to us looks like it's starting to drift up. And the Fed is just not that far from its uh, objectives here in terms of where the, the full employment and, and price stability objectives are. And, you know, given where policy rates are, that's an argument for um, moving on the normalization path. So I think the both of these things are in the, the minds of those that are, uh, are interested in raising rates right now.
2: Bruce Kasman, did you foresee this sluggish growth? I mean, is there a call that you wish you had made that you didn't or something that has confounded you about the economy's performance in the last 12 months?
1: Um, uh, There are a lot of things that uh, I wish I had done differently in the last 12 months. Uh, We'll we'll take just one. (laughs) <laughs> I think we've been a little bit surprised by the the degree to which the drags coming on on the corporate sector have hit, um, and I think we have. Uh Know overestimated growth somewhat, but in terms of the, the forecast on the labor market, in terms of the forecast on I- inflation, uh, things have been evolving pretty well the way we expected. And I think that does, you know, speak to one of w- our core views, which is that this is an economy which has a weak underlying uh, potential rate of growth, so it doesn't take that much growth uh, to continue to tighten. And I think that's important because it, it points to the constraints that are on the U.S. economy as we think about the outlook going forward.
0: The ECB is meeting tomorrow, the European Central Bank, and there's, uh, I think, a a view out there that they could, uh, at this meeting or very soon, announce more bond purchases or open up the kind of bond purchases they're making. Meanwhile, of course, a big story yesterday that two big uh, European corporates are issuing, going to be issuing bonds with a negative rate of 0.05%. When you see that, Bruce, though, when a, when a person looks at that, how are we supposed to think that this, this policy is working when they're going deeper and deeper into negative territory?
1: Well, I just say don't shoot the messenger here. I think the reason why Europe needs rates in negative territory is because you've had two recessions in the space of uh, eight years. You have uh, enormous amount of slack in the economy. You've got inflation, which is sitting uh, very low, and you've got a financial sector, which is still only gradually healing. I think the ECB has done a lot in the last couple of years to help promote getting some growth going uh, in the euro area. But I think, you know, compared to where the U.S. is, the area is still very early in its expansion. It's still growing at a, at a modest pace uh, and it needs needs more support. It doesn't have a fiscal tool to use. Um, and unfortunately, I think uh, negative interest rates are actually what's needed there and what has actually been a, a positive in terms of helping keep uh, their expansion going.
2: Bruce Kasman, As part of the Beige Books anecdotal survey, they noted in New York that a trucking industry analyst says that there remains a shortage of trucking drivers, of truck drivers, and that the firms don't have enough pricing power for them to afford raising salaries. Is that something that you see extending beyond just the trucking industry?
1: Well, leaving aside the specifics there, I think there is a very important message that does resonate with me for the broader economy, which is that corporates are in an environment in which they're starting to face tight labor markets, not high wage gains, but starting to see some bargaining power return to labor. Uh, But they don't have the pricing power in a global environment where the dollar has gone up and where global demand has been weak. Um, And I think what we see is corporate margins coming under pressure. Uh, What we've seen is business confidence being depressed. And what we've also been seeing is very weak capital spending. That, to me, is the, is the piece of the economy that's not there that we would really like to see to get growth up uh, to, a, to a strong pace.
0: Uh, I've heard uh, at least one economist say that keeping the key rate for so, lo- so low for so long is one of the things that creates uncertainty for large corporations. They're unwilling to c- commit to long-term investments because they say, this can't last forever. Let's just do everything short-term. Is this one of the problems with the Fed's current policy?
1: No, I don't think so at all. Um, I think the the low rates is is creating incentives for corporates to do a lot in terms of uh, taking out debt and in terms of using it. What I think is going on is they're just not seeing the opportunities in terms of top-line growth, in terms of both pricing and volume gains, uh, to be willing to put that money to work in terms of new investments. I don't think the Fed is the problem there, but I think we do have a problem there, and that's, that's, that's really at the core of what constraints is facing this economy right now.
0: Bruce Kasman, thanks so much for joining us. Bruce is chief economist at JP Morgan Securities, tearing apart the beige book for us. Yes, modest growth, modest inflation, but uh, still enough momentum perhaps for an interest rate increase by the end of the year. This is Bloomberg.